Rise and shine your light in opulent solution seekers and welcome back to another episode, theory, opinion, interview, message, word, story, whatever on the Conscious Black Soul Podcast where we get to the roots to find the solutions. Alright guys, so I'm about to go into the dentist but I'm just want to get started on more reflections of how to conquer depression and so you guys already know my theory of depression is a repression of self and repression in the spiritual community is it's all about shadowing aspects of yourself anything that you don't want to see or acknowledge and usually is based on like societal and social norms and pressures so like you can shadow anything. You can shadow physical um, qualities about yourself. Um, you can shadow emotional qualities about yourself. You can shadow um, certain thoughts. Um, and all this repression, it only builds. We feel like repression is, is dealing with the problem. It's only um, making it bigger. And that's why they always say when you repress your shadow, you're only feeding it like when you're when you're just ignoring and ignoring ignoring it it's only going to get louder and louder and louder because it's it's like a wounded child that needs to be heard usually you start shadowing things as as a child but now we're in an age where people are shadowing aspects of themselves because of how society is so perfectionist but you know i just want to kind of break down a little bit about the our body so we have a physical body our physical body is impacted by uh, um physical things you know more like um toxicity uh it could be bone situations it could be you know basically the the physical things that can happen to your physical body but you also have an emotional body or energetic body so that's like the subtle body and, and you know people look at it as like the spirit or the, the it's like a life force energy that's that's flowing through your body and it's governed by emotions so you know a lot of people kind of go straight to the chakras and that's like the seven chakras you know the root the sacral the solar the heart the throat the third eye and the crown chakra and so those are like the main centers of energy within your body but you also have little other energy centers or people call them mini brains too because they house uh information memories wounds uh, emotions and so anytime you're repressing them or something happens if you shadow that or you know your body may dissociate from it because it feels like you can't handle it they're stored in that unconscious in those unconscious spots so that's why sometimes you have um physical um manifestations of it like you know a physical knot in your body that's because you've stored stress you've trapped emotions you've trapped uh energy within those centers and it's creating knots it's creating physical actual manifestations and adaptations of that emotion that you're repressing that thought that you're repressing that feeling that you're repressing but um so you have to get to know a lot about your body and that's how you integrate it the awareness and the recognition of it so you have to get to know your spirit which i kind of can i i consider that more of like your personality what your body likes what your spirit in general likes and your spirit consists of your physical body your emotional body your um 
your inner child, your ancestral trait, which is also what I call, call the old soul. Um, so different things, different aspects of who you are, you have to figure out what it likes and, and what works with it and, and not be so held to rigidity of, you know, I'm black, so I can't do this or I'm this. I'm a girl, so I can't do that. You know, not being so stuck on and, and in the box of what you can and cannot do to liberate yourself and liberate that spirit and, and give it healing and expression, which is the counteractive um um, healing aspect of depression. Depression is a repression of self. So the opposite of depression is expression. And the way you do that is by, you know, honoring and acknowledging the things in your body that you have shadowed for so long that you have repressed for so long. So on today, I'm going to, um, clearly do more, uh, episodes specifically on, you know, physical or, um, the getting to know your spirit. Um, but today is mostly going to be about, the emotions, the physical, like the actual emotions of like sadness, anxiety, depression, um, anger, and how, you know, we can get to know those and honor them and recognize them and release them and regulate them. Because a lot of us have, have been going through life, not even understanding basically what an emotion is other than the ones that are socially acceptable. So I'm just going to stop it right here because I'm about to go in this dentist's office <laughs> and then I'll come back in, um, get back with you guys you won't even really feel the weight because i'm just gonna pause it but whatever <laughs> all right guys so i'm just now coming out of the dentist appointment but i have to go back in for a root canal but um i'm getting very intentional about my healing and that's holistic so that's any physical things within my vessel my body taking care of that um everything but um anyway so just the, my experience in this dentist office has so many um moments that correlate with this episode right here when it comes to emotions so i'm going to talk pretty fast because you don't really need to take notes or really pay attention it's kind of just me venting about what happened so you can get an understanding of how we have these emotions and we need to start stepping into them you know uh to heal them or whatever and and just be aware of them so when i first got there there was a woman she was uh very um upset about whatever some situation going on she was arguing with the uh, other lady um and you know she was just you know getting irritated having you know her little attitude and whatnot whatever but it's just kind of like um that moment kind of made me feel uneasy and so uh it gave me a little anxiety or whatever a little anxious you know just because you feel that energy you feel all that that negative the anger that she's spewing out at the other lady or whatever and you know she's trying to diffuse the situation because you know she is a customer servant you know she it is a dentist office she don't want to just get crunk back with her even though you know we human we do want to sometimes you know you get ignorant with me i want to get ignorant with you but she was holding it pretty good um then okay so i started filling on my paperwork and my mind started going like oh you know you have bad luck look at the odds because she was like oh ma'am you're still not assigned i need you to call your insurance and, and make sure they assign you to this dentist so i was like breathe everything's okay you know i'm a little nervous because i'm thinking like oh what's gonna happen now i done waited all this time for this appointment and they're gonna tell me something i'm not gonna get to be seen but you know like nope let's be positive let's just you know breathe through it you know you feeling anxious just acknowledge it i feel anxious and that's okay i feel scared and that's okay i called them you know i got it squared away i got the reference number because this is not my first rodeo and i would have had to call back again because little lo and behold when she said did you get the reference number? I was like yep she's like oh thank you i'm like yes it's not my first rodeo so got that you know and i was able to take a sigh of relief it wasn't as bad as my mind 
felt it was, you know what I'm saying? And and then um, I went to the back and I was like, you know, I noticed I do have a little anxiety when it comes to like the medical, like, you know, going to doctors, going to uh, dentists and whatnot. And I'm like, okay, I'm, I'm acknowledging this feeling. I'm, 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 I'm grinding my teeth a little bit more. I'm, you know, fiddling my feet. I'm, I'm kind of feeling a little uh, tightness in my chest or, you know, my stomach's feeling a little queasy, a little nauseous. Like I'm, I'm kind of feeling these things. I'm being, I'm becoming aware of my body. You know, I'm stepping more, I'm, I'm feeling more into the, the emotion. And I'm like, you know, okay, let me breathe. Let me, let me breathe, you know, through it. Um, and just, you know, take my time and just, and I crack the joke with the lady, you know, trying to make light. These are icebreakers. These are things you can do to kind of tap into more of the human qualities of yourself and to get out of your head and to give and to just um, honor those feelings, you know, uh, but that, that, that joke is a little bit of that stress management or whatever. So, um, but you know, the breathing and, and just allowing myself to sit and just acknowledge that I do have a fear and that's okay. It's, it's justifiably so to have a little bit of anxiety to, you know, get, uh, you know, your teeth seen and, and just not knowing what's going to happen. And so I, I made it through that. Okay. That everything was, was not so bad as I thought. Um, I have a, a lot of dental work because I, I've, I want to say neglected because I've, I've, I've let it fester for so long for financial reasons. And I still have those financial reasons, but it's like, I'm at a point now where it's like, you have to just take the, the risks, pull the loan, do whatever you have to do because you're walking around in pain. You're walking around, not being able to eat on this side chew this way or whatever because of money and it's like this is why I say as black people we need to be aware that money is a channel to healing to getting the things we need it is okay to want money to need money because in this world it is set up where you cannot do a lot without it so stop stopping yourself by feeling uh, you can't have this or can't have that or whatever but um Anywho, so then at the end, she's doing the estimate for all of the work that I'm going to need done. And, you know, my stomach starts really trying. And that just lets me know, like, I have a lot of money blocks or a lot of, you know, deep-seated feelings when it comes to money. And, like, you know, oh, I'm going to have to spend this and this is going to have to come out of my pocket. And so I just breathe through that. You know, I started getting that tension in my back. I started, like, kind of swaying, like, kind of doing, like, a, I don't know, where you kind of rotate your, your abdomen around, like a... It's like if you were doing a, a cat-cow yoga pose. For people who do yoga, they would know, like, where you're arching. You're standing up, but you're kind of moving your body in, like, a belly dance, like a circle in a sense. Um, but so I was kind of doing this discreetly, of course. I don't want people looking at me like, what the heck is she doing? But just honoring what my body needed. My body was feeling that fight or flight, that um, that anxiousness, like, uh, thinking that something was in danger. And, you know, that's what fuels those thoughts in your head. But, you know, I just want me doing those things, honoring my body, giving my body what it needed, um, to kind of help manage that stressing and, and move through that moment of stress. And, you know, it's just like saying my little mantras, like everything is okay. Um, and, and, and this is, an enactment of what I'm about to break down more in detail, but this is just me living out what I'm telling you to do. Like what I do, this is a example, a real time example of the things that I'm going to be telling you to do in the, um, as I go through like my little idea of how I work through emotions and everything like that. So I guess we can get right into it. And this is a, a, a attachment to stress management. This is an attachment to conquering depression. Like I said, we have multiple bodies that you can consider within our, 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 
our human ex- uh, vessel or system, which is the mental body, which is, you know, governed by like your thoughts. It's what interprets things that it, that are in your body. It communicates with your body and your body communicates with it. Everything is interconnected. Um, then you have your physical body, like I said. Then you have your emotional, well, your energetic body or your subtle body. And all of them are governed by emotions and experiences and traumas that you've gone through. They kind of affect your nervous system, affect your mind, affect everything. So it's like, like I said, it's all interconnected. It's You can't have one without the other. Like, uh, um, my good sis uh, Raquel Mitola says she's like you. It's like the arm. If you break the arm, it's still a part of the body. You know, it's still gonna affect your your, your functioning. Is gonna be off if you have a broken arm or whatever. Just kind of a little uh, metaphor, analogy, whatever, whichever one it's called. But so let's get right into it. Like I said, conquering depression is about deshadowing self. Everything that you've repressed. You know, bringing it back to light, bringing it back and integrating it within your system, holy, uh, like coming, becoming whole again. Um, the mental body, physical body, energetic or subtle body, the the aura, all governed by the human emotions and experiences. How to get to know your emotional body? Learn how to recognize, express, or honor and regulate them. So the first step is awareness. The first step to stop repressing them is to come to terms and admit to them we try to psych ourselves out of believing what we we have these emotions due to social pressures to seem perfect or put to get or put together burying everything deep down into our unconscious shadow only making it bigger and bigger until that dark cloud that hangs over our head becomes stuck there so big that it engulfs us in it and that's what depression is you're in this darkness because everything about yourself you have perceived as darkness everything about life you have perceived as negative because that is how your body and your mind has communicated and interpreted it and you don't know how to get out of that some of the hardest ones to admit are due to unfamiliarity or denial or numbness so you have difficult difficulty discerning them you know like judging whether this is life or death this is a extreme really is it truly dangerous is is, is it or is it just my you know my mind making me feel that way or deciphering your feelings because you they become foreign so your feelings become foreign or unrecognizable these emotions some of the hardest ones to admit to are um when you feel scared uh um, fear terror anxious anxiety overwhelmed burnout depression um and um anger and rage those are some of the main ones that i feel like uh as black people we we have we we have issues with and you know also the next step to me would be recognize after you have that awareness you recognize and this is like basically the shadow work of the emotional body for black people everything is shadow work low-key Get to know your body. Listen to how it feels in stressful situations. These sensations guide you like a roadmap to the pain, the trauma, the wounds, the experiences, or just overall lost emotions that have been shadowed or forgotten, oppressed or shunned for whatever reasons. For some people, I mean, for some of my bodily sensations or tensions in, um, no, I'm sorry. I keep saying for some. For me, some of my bodily sensations are tension in my back, um, in my spine, in my shoulders, the trap area, my neck, my head. Um, 
those are some of the other things. I also grind my teeth, bite my cuticles, and have like a nervous stomach, you know, maybe nausea, cramps in the belly when I'm scared or anxious or fearful. So these are ways that I've sat with myself and noticed in different situations, like what my body does. I've analyzed myself, like I said, mastery of self is what this experience is about. Coping mechanisms are another roadmap to see what's happening internally. You need to continue Your need to continue to suppress these emotions comes from not feeling safe. So you use substance or behaviors, um, like adaptive behaviors, to try to control the shadow or these things that you're trying to keep down, down, down. And the ego is a big part of that. Not knowing it only takes, it only makes it bigger and stronger. You're literally feeding the kitten that you were led to believe was a dragon. And now it's actually turning into one. So you see how it's counterproductive. Like the thing you're trying to repress because society tells you you're bad if you do this. You're, you're, you're weak if you do this. You're broken if you do this. You not expressing it and honoring it or giving it space is actually what's making it fester and making it bigger to the point where it's going to come out regardless. So the more you honor that little kitten, the more it can stay a kitten and not become the dragon that you cannot even no longer control. Look at your thoughts that run in your head that lead you to shop, um, binge, eat, drink, smoke, pop pills, whatever you do that are, you know, more consider more um, addictions or, or unhealthy coping mechanisms. Because don't get it twisted. Coping mechanisms are not bad. It's just about how you allow them to control your life and how you allow them to keep you stagnant. If they keep you stagnant and not moving forward or transitioning to your, through your journey of healing, then they're considered unhealthy to me. But if you can still uh, maneuver through and function through and heal and get to a, some kind of resolve, then to me, they're not as bad as, you know, people may say it may be controversial, controversial, but coping mechanisms and addictions All right, guys. Yeah, so I'm back. Sorry, that was a, I had to get that call. But yeah, so coping mechanisms and addictions can be managed and used to actually help you heal. It sounds controversial. I know. Who knew that they could have actual purpose? In my opinion, you allow the addiction because you have to think about it. At this point, there is no intervention. You, it's only you. You all you got is you. Everybody can't go into a rehabilitation center. So as long as you're doing this stuff, at least try to have some purpose or intention behind it. You have to use whatever your drug of choice, like we, you know, what I'm saying for most people it was weed, um, or or you know, liquor, whatever you got. Allow that or that substance or that behavior to accompany you in transit through those tough moments as comfort to soothe or pacify you while you search for answers long enough to make some progress. Like don't allow it to stop you. Like my little, my sugar addiction, you know, I may binge eat a pint of ice cream, but I may get to some answers and I may get to some kind of epiphany or I may finish this task or I may get through it. It's, it's kind of a pacifier. It's kind of a way to soothe yourself and eventually try to find something that is just as good of a soother as that. Um, and then the more and more you do it, the more and more you just uh, become aware of it and, and honor it, you won't need it as much. Like, I don't need the 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 sugar or the fruit snacks as much because I'm like, it's not so bad. Your body craving this stuff because it's fearful. 
It's like, oh my God, it seems so much bigger than what it is. These emotions, uh, I, can I really let them out? Can I really express them? Oh my gosh, in, in your head is making you interpret it as like life or death. That fight or flight, you're stuck in that overdrive, your nervous system. So the, But the more and more you start doing it, and you start taking those emotional risks and just doing the things that kind of scare you for, for whatever reason, the germophobia, the things that we have that are kind of irrational in sense, um, and not to downplay it because I have them too. And I'm saying it from experience, but the more and more you just start to actually live them and express them, the more and more it'll quiet and you won't even need those things. And this is not to say, Oh, Oh, she's uh, condoning drugs. And like I said, at the end of the day, people are going to sit back and critique everything you say. And I'm not here to care <laughs> like low key, like you're going to say, you're, some things you're going to agree with, some things you're not going to agree with. I listen to people all the time and I'm like, ah, I don't really agree with that. But that works for them. Like, stop being so judgmental. Get out of your ego. Get out of your mind and just take what you need out of it and leave the rest. Um, but yeah, like I said, pacify you is long enough to get the answers to make some progress. Then use moderation to and uh, to balance and regulate these behaviors in the, in the long run, in the future. The next big step so you got awareness then you got um recognition now you have express and honor once you recognize the emotion based on the sensations in your body and the thoughts in your mind then you express them you are human <laughs> like when situations come up that have you feeling some type of way express that ish don't let people make you feel like you're being unprofessional, extra, doing the most, in your feelings. All these narratives that make us retreat back into that sunken place or the closet of repression of self. You are allowed to feel. It's okay. That's how we learn and experience life. That's the beauty of being incarnated in a human body, full of sensations. Enjoy that ish. Lavish in it. Sit with them. Sit with those emotions, give them space and know sometimes emotions come up and don't have a clear reason. Like it's not like, oh, I'm at the doctor. So that's why I'm nervous. Sometimes you may just be in your bed and feel like, man, why am I waking up and not, you know, I'm not feeling, you know, 100 percent. I'm feeling a little depressed today or, you know, let me honor that. Let me not like, oh, shake it off. Oh, everything's fine. No, let me kind of sit with it. Let me let me delve into it a little bit. Um Like I said, um, they don't have a clear reason, but that's okay too. More light is coming within to your body. You're integrating more and more and more. So as that happens, your body is surfacing old wounds that need clearing and healing. And it may not necessarily give you a, a thought to interpret yet, but thoughts may eventually come up. And, you know, you can, you can kind of gauge with those thoughts like, okay, this is something I haven't addressed before, but sometimes they reoccur and you don't have to, you got to know that what thoughts deserve attention and what thoughts you are allowed to ignore now and just label it and move forward. Oh, that's just my anxiety. Bye, bye, bye. Everything's going to be fine. Be quiet, ego. Be quiet this. And you have to know which ones. Oh, that's kind of new. Oh, that's a memory I didn't really think about. Maybe that did kind of have an effect on me. Let me reframe it let me transmute that energy let me kind of shift it from something negative and figure out what i learned from it and move on and what i've noticed 
but yeah like the, all these wounds that, that are coming up that need to be cleared and healed and what i've noticed is for a lot of black people we've just adapted and you know when i talk about black people it's not to single us out because you know there may be a other audience of people of other race that listen to me this is not a downplay on black people at all these issues affect all humans but my focus is my people uh, black people because I feel like we're very marginalized in a lot of things and no one is ever focusing on us and we need representation and healing as well so everything I talk about is going to be with the concentration of black people black identified people of color minorities in my uh, when it comes to this type of uh, intervention and healing um, but yeah um, what I noticed is for a lot of black people we, we've just adapted a normalcy um around this chronic sense of fear or anxiousness that we have to reparent into a mindset of safety and rest so we can rest and, and digest. Our nervous systems are in this overdrive. This is why I call it a holistic wellness. It's not just one thing, like I keep saying, it's all interconnected. It's our society is behind on this way of healing, you know? Um, and the more and more we start to realize and, and get this, um, new level of collective consciousness we're, we're taking our power back into our hands we're taking our healing back into our hands and not necessarily relying on people who are human just like us who know only what they've been taught you know when you keep God in your life and keep God first your world opens up to a whole new level of, of realization get out of your head and relearn how to communicate we are having to start over from scratch in this new generation, learning how to stop assuming and just going out there, taking the risk and interacting as human beings. Taking the risk don't mean jumping off a building. Taking a risk for some may be going to speak, going up to somebody and saying hello, or actually looking someone in the eyes, or actually giving someone a, a full-on hug. These are things that a lot of people are actually making a phone call instead of a text. You know what I mean? Actually having a, a a human interaction not so closeted because we care or fear the judgment of others so bad that it's debilitating immobilizing us from actually living people always are going to talk you will never have the ability to change someone they have to want it but you can change how you react to them in life half the time they can't even control or or are even aware of how negative their thought process is they're stuck in that autopilot of the ego and some um and this is not meant to say like they're less than or or we're superior or some kind of hierarchy because we are woke or we understand the ego and we know how to detach from our thoughts but they're not fully it's just it's just it is what it is it's just fact that they may not know fully how their conditioning and ego is running or dictating their inner worlds realities and feelings towards others and life in general and so it's your job to shine your light and continue to live in your truth continue to to exemplify being human go up and talk to people when you feel that awkwardness break the ice say something make a joke it don't matter how stupid lame corny whatever it may be these are why we're here use your personality we're losing personality we're losing characteristics because we're becoming this freaking robots in this world clear out heal or transmute this trapped or stuck energy energy healing can release you from a life of pain so that's part of the bottom up approach or inside out approach you know just like we do things 
outside physically and we do stuff mentally by coming down and you know talk therapy and other things we also have to acknowledge the spiritual aspect of it which is you know the energy healing it is real you know people um use reiki people use um, meditation people use breath work there are many many channels or avenues to, to healing emotional energy um there's something called a book called the emotion code. You can look into that. I'm still researching. I'm not, uh, I don't really know for sure about it, but you know, there, there are many ways to get to healing, regulate your emotional body. Um, repression of self. Okay. So now you've recognized expressed and now it's time to regulate them. Don't dwell too long. That's how you get stuck as well. Emotions are energy in motion even depression you get through the phase by reflecting and learning and knowing when it's time to move on you have to at some point know okay i've honored this i've recognized it i i it's time to move on from this you know and another emotion i forgot that is hard for a lot of people to express is grief and like i said um a lot of these are because of society and how we make people feel and, and how we stigmatize i talked about stigma stigma stigmatizing in another um episode uh back so you can kind of look through that I, I believe it's maybe two episodes back i can't remember exactly which one but stigmas are, are created as a distinctive roadblock they make you feel like you can't do something and because of how it'll make you uh have this guilt shame and judgment but to dispel that you have to walk around saying f it f how people think and not in this mean i don't care about people i don't love people way but it's like you have to just get to a point where you're like i can't care about what everybody thinks i can't walk around life managing micromanaging everybody's thoughts feelings and emotions i have to be true to myself and honor myself at some point and so that goes to the stress management sleep rest take a break take a bath um, use mantras or what I call cliches to soothe your spirit. These are just little sayings that kind of calm you down in, in, in moments of, you know, anxiety. Like some, some of the ones that I like are blocks are your blessing. Everything in divine time. Everything happens for a reason. Everything is okay. What's meant to happen will happen. Life happens. It, it will be okay. It is okay to feel blank or I'm feeling blank and that's okay. So, Use these mantras to calm your anxiety, anger, frustration, or disappointment in situations that are out of your control. Remember, to breathe is not the end of the world. It's not life or death. Some situations are, but we're mainly focusing on the situations that, you know, kind of are interpreted as more extreme than what they really are. And just know a lot of, I'm, this is all going to be in a blog. So if you follow the, the link you know, to my website, I will be posting these and trying to kind of have a blog that goes with the episode. So that way you can read, print it out and look at these things written so you can go back and kind of have a guide because I know sometimes it's hard to kind of keep up and take notes when you're trying to listen to something. Um, but yeah, some other ones is have fun, play with your kiddos, laugh, have sex with a sacred partner you know take a vacation or staycation meditate chat with a friend watch a funny movie eat a good meal cook a good meal clean up the house um declutter set love limits um which what people call boundaries say no sometimes take a walk in nature work out get your nails toes hair done go to the spa get a massage a facial sing dance get a haircut 
um, dress up, you know, get, get swagged out, you know, um, get lit, <laughs> whatever, you know, tear some boxes up, pop some popping, uh, uh, packaging bubbles. <laughs> it can be literally anything that makes you calm. You know, let me, let me, it's time to transition out of this now. These are some of the healthy coping mechanisms that we can use to, to get out of that, uh, that stuck state. You look, okay, now, uh, let me open the window now. It's time to, it's time to, let me go outside. Uh, I've been in this rut a little bit too long. Let me, let me get myself up, uh, pep myself back up. Let me motivate myself. I've been in this. I, 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 I've, I've done what I needed to do. It's enough. I have to move forward now. Um, sorry, my phone's blowing up. All right, guys, so sorry that um, this episode may sound <laughs> unprofessional to some people because there's a ring in it, but like I said, this is real life. I just came back. They couldn't even finish my root canal because um, I'm going to get into it because there's a couple things I almost forgot before I get into road roadblocks. Look into ego work, um, my ego work blogs and episodes to learn how to conquer and detach from the mind. Remember, thoughts are roadmaps as well because remember I said that we have mental body physical body and energetic body and they're all uh, governed by emotion so you got to learn how to conquer all of them and heal all of them because they're interconnected they communicate with each other um i will also be making an episode on the body as well so we can uh, learn about different autonomic responses to emotions um <laughs> the dentist was a great example they couldn't even finish my root canal because my legs started shaking so much and um Animals actually do this naturally when they go through a uh, trauma. They shake it off, and that's how they release their energy. But my body was doing it, like, autonom like automatically, like, without involuntarily. Like, I couldn't control it. I was trying to put my hand on my leg and everything. It was stopping. And consciously, I was good, but unconsciously, somewhere that inner child was afraid of, you know, that, that, that word hemorrhaging triggered my uh, inner child and those wounds and that fear of blood and that fear of, oh, what's happening? What's happening? So my body went into fight and flight mode and that, that nervous system went in overdrive. Like my nerves is bad. You know, people say your nerves bad and, uh, are you getting on my nerves or all these sayings we got, those are, they have validity. They have truth to them that's your nerves going into overdrive like you can't even control it no more at that point she literally had to stop she low-key i was making her nerves bad i could tell she was like trying to be calm and whatnot but she's like yeah i'm just gonna <laughs> feel this up and give you the antibiotics and all this and stuff we'll do it you know we'll catch back up on it um so also um another couple things i forgot the guilt trip i was talking to my cousin whatever you know we were just talking about some different things and sometimes in our you know community we feel guilty when we don't respond to uh traumas or our bad news or, or or challenging situations the same as everybody like we feel like if we're not crying with everybody then we don't care or that's how we sing and it's like we're forcing emotions that we don't have but if, when you learn how to regulate your emotions and you honor them when they when you when it feels natural to you and you're not forcing it you you get more in control of it and you don't have to just cry and be sad or or be in grief all the time because you've learned you've processed it already you've let it go and you don't have to dwell and hold on to those low emotions forever 
just to feel a sense of, oh, I, I, I'm showing some kind of camaraderie or some kind of support. You can be there and just be that backbone. Be strong. If you've already processed that emotion that you, you know, based on the situation or circumstances, then you, it's okay to let go and not have to cry and, and be and match everybody's energy, especially when it's low energy. You know what I'm saying? Um, because basically that guilt trip, it deregulates your emotions because you feel if you don't show uh, you care or your pain in the same fashion, then you don't care. And another one is triggers. Triggers is basically the method behind the recognition step. So when you, when things happen and you're triggered, it's a good, it's it's another roadmap. It's another way to show you, okay, this triggers me. This is kind of like a shadow of mine. So um, it helps you recognize your emotions or whatever. Um, next, you got the roadblocks in our culture, community, and society, de-evolving from human to robot that's that's my interpretation um being this strong black woman or man is that's very um i don't dysfunction is not the word i'm looking for it's destructive because you, you uphold this image and it leads right into perfectionism the ideal persona this um image this mask that we wear you know being a saint a nun a, a positive all the time having everything together and it's like these things are detrimental to our to our emotion because you if you have to look like those things i just listed then you're definitely going to be repressing your emotions because life happens and everything is not going to be peachy king life is about the good the bad the beautiful and the ugly and like my husband said it's about embracing and enjoying even the bad and the ugly like finding a way to love the storm like even when it's raining it's still a beautiful day outside just because it's not sunny does not mean it's not a beautiful day outside you know what i'm saying so uh but yeah um sometimes being authentic in your human reaction gives someone a like you can you can only be how can i say uh woo <laughs> so much sometimes being authentic in your human reactions give someone a taste of their own medicine which may be the wake-up call they needed for a breakthrough and i'm not saying going around thinking you giving somebody what they need but sometimes your natural instinctive reaction you ain't controlling you're not so in your head trying to be like oh i should be doing this i should i should be doing that but sometimes things happen and that person needed to hear that or that person needs to react and you're like dang i shouldn't have said that and you feel kind of guilty low-key but later on you know you may think that person may come like you know what I thought about what you said and it really woke me up. You know, you never know what may happen. So everything is happening for a reason. So sometimes uh, you put into situations to make you honor your emotions or release your emotions. So me going to the dentist, I needed to release that fear. I needed to sit and, and give space to that fear and that anxiety and realize like, dang, how bad <laughs> that that fear needed to be released. That was a trapped emotion. Um, Social media is another roadblock that, that that perpetuates that perfectionism, this false idea, this tunnel vision, or only like a just seeing a glimpse of a person's reality or life, not really seeing the behind the scenes and the truth of the fact that we all go through challenges. And this is what fuels the ego because it's like you seeing this couple and they posting their lovely dovey pictures, but they have challenges too. And you go home and compare and get. You know, why you can't be like such and such? Look at their relationship. Only going by pictures you see on, on this or only going by how they act in front of you, not knowing what they go through at home. 
And so that's basically like what social media doing. It, it goes along with technology. It's turning us into these robots, feeling like and and work like that's that goes with that professional. Uh, don't come to work with your emotions. Leave that at home. Why? We're human. I'm not saying go there and just be taking out on everybody, but you maybe you don't want to smile twenty four seven. Maybe you don't want to be uh, just you know uh, happy. At that moment, maybe something really drastic happened. And like I said, it's not about dwelling, but you are still human and you are still allowed to express yourself. You know what I mean? We need to learn how to get comfortable with being uncomfortable. And that's really what it's all about. We don't want to, we don't know how to react. We feel awkward and whatnot about how people going, you know, we see somebody crying and we start feeling awkward. We see somebody arguing, we start feeling awkward. And it's like, just tell yourself they're human. They're allowed to feel what they're feeling. You know what I'm saying? Um... The ego, uh, that's why I said do the ego, look into my ego work stuff. And, and I talk about the monster mentality or the henchman. And I'm going to do a specific episode on the monster mentality and how it's a, a roadblock for us. Like how it, how it manifests, you know, and blocks us from uh, a lot of things in the society. But how it acts as the henchman or like this bodyguard that keeps people afraid to express themselves. Not feeling safe. We, we, we subconsciously are... Uh, in this autopilot state going around you know um cruise we're on cruise control just telling people uh our two cents being judgmental and we really don't want that ourselves we ain't even really thinking about what we're saying and we uh, over here trying to micromanage everybody emotions and behaviors and reactions and we don't want that ourselves we're just acting out perpetuating this system of of living that we don't that's not helpful to anybody uh, and and I just I kind of said this already the work culture so yeah basically that robot stuff making us feel like we can't be human and have emotions um, media depic- depictions this kind of goes with the persona again but you know in the media we see uh, especially within our culture like seeing black people like oh when they're expressing this or when they're doing that they're weak or they're lame or or that nigga solve or, or she this female she got a bad attitude she a bitch or all these things that make women and men internalize especially black men and women internalize certain things and, and not feel like they can express their emotions a, a women feel like they can't be assertive or angry because they've already gotten this stigma attached to them if they're the angry black female when we have justifiable reasons to be angry be angry be enraged when things happen it's not about the emotion i always say it's not about the emotion it's about the behavior you can do and say whatever you want long as you're not hurting nobody else that's 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 your business you know what i'm saying but yeah so this is this just wraps up everything i hope that um you got some some good juice out of here and and you kind of have an understanding of emotions and and now you feel a little bit better more comfortable with expressing them and uh like i said just stay tuned for more videos and more content i'm trying to you know help the community um get back to being to living and being human and getting out of transitioning from being stuck in your head and you know getting more into living and looking outside and just seeing the light and just seeing how life is a wonderful thing and it comes with ups and downs and challenges but it's not as bad or as scary as it may seem you know what i mean so uh love you guys all right that's all this is an official dedication to all of my most benevolent venerated ancestors who have helped me along on my journey to Dehuti Artho, to Het Haru, to my grandma Francis Fontenot. Thank you all for being with me throughout my healing journey and guiding me to 
guiding me and my people to salvation. I hope that this dedication venerates you in some way and gives you the love, light, and acknowledgement that you so truly deserve. All right, y'all. So today I want to just kind of share a story and talk about stress management and stress, especially for black people, especially in this time right now that we're in, you know, with the whole whatever pandemic and whatnot. But um, so let's see, how did the story go? What happened? So I went running. If you listen to my morning uh, Monday morning motivational uh, episode, then you'll know that I went running. And then after that, I usually I do sometimes get headaches when I run in the heat and um, haven't run for for a while, like, you know, a week or so. But um, the headache just I get migraines, but this one was exceptionally intense. Um, and they're always intense, but it was even more intense than usual. And it didn't seem like the source was something. Like usually, I feel like there are many triggers for my migraines, but usually, I feel like it's it'll be either heat or um, dehydration or um, overworking. Like is my body trying to tell me you need to chill out, just calm down? Because that's migraines are really the only thing that that put me out. Everything else, I kind of can muster through and still do what I got to do. But when I have a migraine, I can't drive, I can't clean, I barely can even maintain you know my son so I have to have like you know uh thank god my husband will be around or something like that but um this one it was more like I started realizing like dang it's this tension that I've been having in my shoulder for over almost a year since like I've been saying I need a massage since like last year before my birthday my birthday's in November so even before that I was saying I'm gonna get a massage in November that that year passed, didn't do it. Um, I've been saying it all this year. I still haven't gotten it. And then so it was just so debilitating, this migraine. I ended up uh, going to the ER the next day, even though it kind of had went down. But that whole night, I really couldn't even sleep. It was just horrible. But so I went and um, they couldn't, they just like, okay, we'll give you this pain medicine. And um, what else? Muscle relaxer. And so I was like, okay, what's that's not going to solve the problem. That's just like a Band-Aid, which I already kind of expected. But I thought they were going to, you know, refer me to some kind of like physical therapy or something. They're like, well, it's probably because you were dehydrated or you haven't ran in a while. And, and, the, and the muscle spasm, I'm like, that could be it. But that's still not going to solve the problem. I need to, like, I need this pain to go away. I have, like, no range of motion. So I decided to go to the uh like to get a deep tissue massage because it was really like necessary like for me it was like excruciating so um I did that and when I tell you that knot had grown like this is I feel like a knot that has been there my whole life it's like 30 something years of of stress that built up into these knots that are in like my uh, trapezes or like the shoulder muscles and oh my gosh like it wore the therapist out like the the masseuse out they had to go out several times and for a break (laughs) because that's how bad that like my body was so tense and neck and and shoulders and and all that triggered the headache because it's all interconnected and that just kind of just shows you too like how interconnected the whole body is and and just uh life in general but so um that made me feel like a lot better but it just kind of goes to show you this is all to say that when you have stress Notice when you're feeling stress, where in your body that that you hold that stress because you can be walking around so like 
blind to where you have been holding this stress in your body. And this is why they say like trauma and, and all these things are housed in your body. And so when you're carrying it, it sends signal to your brain. And this is when the thoughts come up and then the thoughts uh, communicate back to the body. And this is where you feel like you're always in this fight or flight, constantly this survival mode. You know, you're not a- ever able to rest um and digest or you know relax in other words so yeah I was just like just oh try to rub this little knot 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 and end up it made like my body's like okay spirit you know you finna go you finna have this headache forever or you finna go get get it done taken care of or whatever so yeah just whenever you're feeling stressed kind of notice where you're holding that stress like you know is it in your shoulders is it in your back and you know Part of, you know, uh, self-love is self-care, and you need to maintain that as well. I know for a lot of us, we didn't really grow up knowing about going to get massages or doing these types of things. And for me, that was like my uh, first massage ever. So it was something new to me, you know, professional-wise, whatever. But it was something new to me to do, and it was very necessary. And it's something that I do want to incorporate in my uh, daily, not daily, but like, you know, monthly or you know, every so often, like, self-care regimen. So these are just things I want you to contemplate because we are in stressful times, and a lot of times we just go through life and not even being consciously aware of the things that's going on within our body. And the more and more I become, um, how can I say, not analytical, but the more and more I, like, just analyze and uh, pay attention to my body and, and, and get more into my body, I can I notice the things that it needs and that's part of the spirit as well. You know, your spirit is communicating through your body. Your body is your oracle. So, um, yeah, just kind of maintaining. There are a lot of things that you could do to uh, manage your stress. And I'm, I'm working on a video right now to kind of add on top of, you know, making the mundane things have meaning because um, they can serve a purpose of stress management. And so, yeah, um, but, yeah, basically... Try to do, uh, like, how can I say? Yeah, just just being mindful of that, guys. So be mindful. Do some self-care. Make sure you're staying aware of your body and its needs and take care of that vessel because it's important. Your body is important. But uh, that's all I want to say. I want to do this quick thing about that, share that, and kind of keep you guys aware and, and stay, in, um, uh, how can I say, continue to maintain your stress and deal with those issues that you may be having. Well, as always, someone who cares, the spiritual activist, sending you peace, love, light, and healing energies. Be open to receiving. Keep God first. Love you guys. Peace out. Allow yourself to hold space for healing. Allow yourself the space to validate your feelings and just sit with the feelings that you're feeling. And you may need to use like a channel and at first because it may be hard for you to even recognize your feelings. You may need to listen to some music that help you release pain. You may need to um, pray, you may need to meditate, you may li- need to listen to a guided meditation on uncertainty or 
um, anxiety or um, heartbreak or, you know, basically whatever you, you think you may be going through, if you can't reflect on it and, like, pinpoint what it may be, because sometimes you just feel sad and you don't know why. Sometimes you just feel melancholy or just uh, numb or indifferent and you don't even know what's going on. Or, and sometimes it's because you're just chilling. We in the society feel like we always have to be happy or we always have to be upbeat and uplifted. And if we're not, then that means we're depressed or that means we're sad or that means we're the opposite extreme. We have to get out of this black and white mentality and know that there is gray area. There is a middle ground. Like it doesn't because you're not happy does not mean you're, you're automatically sad. You could just be calm. You can be content and calm like you can be happy and emotionless. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, we have been given, um, how can I say, idealistic or, or superficial or perfectionist type images of what emotions look like. Happy doesn't just look like smiling and gleeful all the time. Or sad doesn't look like crying and, and sobbing all the time or depressed doesn't look like crying and sobbing all the time. That's what people don't realize is you have to tap more into what are you actually feeling, not how do you look on the outside because we've gotten so good at masking our emotions and our feelings that feelings are foreign to us at this point. And so a lot of times we're confused and we don't even know what to feel because we have masked, masked them so long and repressed them so long that we're unfamiliar with them. So it's really about getting to know and your inner world, recognizing it as you awaken that and, and, and transcend beyond the, the societal way of repression of yourself. You know, this robotic society we have, this de-evolving society of, you know, as technology advances, our communication and our uh, emotional expression decreases. And we become like emotionally immature, illiterate, all of these things because we think we have to walk around perfect all day and not have the human experience, which is all about feeling, thinking, having emotions, uh, all these things. We, that's what we came here for is to feel, is to have these emotions, have these experiences. It's not about uh, killing it with kindness all the time. It's about a balance. It's about do what is best for you at the moment. And learning the lesson from whatever you do at that moment as well. You know what I'm saying? It's like, it's not trying to put on a mask of perfection or a mask of happy or a mask of positivity. It's about doing what feels right at the moment, but being m more conscious of your actions so that you have, know that you have the power and the autonomy and the sovereignty to choose. You have choices, just having that consciousness to know that you have choices and you don't always have to act in a triggered reaction. Now you can be more consciously responsive because triggers are not necessarily going to go away. But you will become more conscious of them to the fact that you can know, oh, I don't have to react this way. I can take control of my inner world. I know that that does not define me. I know that this situation does not define me. I know that what there's, this person is, is yelling at me or telling me does not have to change my energy. I'm the alchemist of my energy. Alchemy is a, the ability to change and shift the energies within you. So once you have that consciousness, you're now connecting the mind with the body. And so now you're able to control how you react and how you do things. But 
in a situation when it's not a person involved, it's just becoming consciously aware of what you're going through and, and allowing yourself the space to feel it. Because people don't realize emotions are energy in motion. So we're not robots. We're humans. We have waves. You may be uh, sad for, for two hours, and later you may be hyper. And right after that, you may be crying. This is more normal than being happy 24-7. But that's the misconception. We have been fed that in the, in the depictions and energies that are the images, the social or programming that we think, oh, something's wrong with me if I'm sad today. Something's wrong with me if I wake up and I'm just not feeling it today. No. The more and more we are open and honest with the people around us and we just are, are you know, we don't have to put on this show of, I, I'm good, I'm good, I'm good all the time. No, it's okay to say, you know what, today I'm, I'm really not feeling it. Like, bro, I don't even know why, but, you know, that's where I'm at right now. And just accepting people for where they're at. Because the same, it's a reciprocity of, uh, of healing. So the same way we want people to accept us and take us for where we are at the moment and not make us feel pressure to cheer up, the same, we have to extend that same courtesy in that when they're going through their thing, we can accept them and take them for where they are. And if you're hearing something in the background, because I'm literally <laughs> in the, the restroom about to get in the shower. So, yeah. Um, I don't know if I'm even use this one. I may re-record this into my whole initial video. But I may add it as a segment of it's okay to feel. And that's the basic message behind this episode is it's okay to feel. Say it out loud when you're going through that emotion. I'm feeling this, and it's okay right now. That's where I'm at right now. I'm allowing myself. Hold space for yourself if you have no one else at the moment. Learn to be self-sufficient, but it's okay to also reach out for help. It's okay to put your pride down and, and ask for help or to ask for support or to ask for prayers or to ask for guidance. That's okay. That does not mean there's something wrong with you. That does not mean you're crazy. What's going to make you crazy is when you don't ask and when you think you can do it all on your own. You know, go if you have faith in God, you know, pray. But that alone does not always work. And don't feel bad if that doesn't work alone. You know what I mean? Sometimes people make you feel pressure like, oh, well, you don't have enough faith. You know, that's great. But what people don't realize is healing is a holistic thing. You being spiritually strong is not enough. You need to be emotionally strong, physically strong, mentally strong. It's a, it's a connectivity, an interconnectivity. Your mind needs to be at peace. Your emotions, you need to be aware of them. Your uh, body, you need to make sure that there's nothing physiologically going on because sometimes you have actual physical chronic pain and you don't even realize it. You, like, I, I was going through, um, like, my teeth. I was, you know... I have a chronic pain with my teeth. That uh, uh, triggered migraines. That migraine triggered my emotional state. My emotional state triggered my thought processes because I'm, my mind is always trying to figure out, oh, well, why are you going through this pain? Now it creates all these false stories when ultimately it's really just a headache. It's really just me feeling um, overwhelmed with this migraine and depleted and defeated. So that my, And now my mind wants to put some kind of label or story behind it when it's not even that. So it's like having this awareness of, of your whole, this is why I like to do holistic wellness checks. And what you can do is, what I'm going to do is I'm going to get like a board, poster board, something cheap, 50 cents at Dollar General. 
get you a board, get you a Sharpie. You know, you can color code it. I like to color code things. You can say, like, mentally, you can do a purple to kind of go with the crown chakra. You can do, like, a column for mental. You can do a column for uh, physical. Uh, you can do a column for emotional and a column for uh, spiritual. And, in, in the, you know, title it Holistic Wellness Check. And every morning, you can do it before you get out of bed, just, uh, you know, mentally in your head. Or you can, you know, kind of throughout the day as well. Or, you know, or you can write it on this board. And you can get it laminated, you know, go to one of those teacher supply stores and get it laminated and do like wet erase on it. And every day, how am I feeling mentally? Am I at peace? Am I having a little anxiety? And validating that, just saying, okay, that's where I'm at right now, and that's okay. Reparenting those inner child, you know, as, as children, we were not given the, the regulation of, you know, because our parents didn't know how to do it. You know, they didn't know, they did the best they could with what they had. Like, they didn't, they may not have been very emotionally aware or, you know, they may have all, always been taught to just suck it up, stop crying, you know, uh, just tough it out. You you know, we, we strong, we strong. This narrative of strong, 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 strong really means put more layers of this mask on, repress, repress, repress. And all repression does is depression, chronic stress, chronic worry. Uh, your your body being on this constant state of fight or flight, constantly in survival mode, not allowing yourself to recenter, not allowing yourself to get balanced and homeostasis. So, you know, just validating that because uh, giving your inner child what it needs. And usually your inner child will communicate with you through sensations. So your physical body, that's where we hold a lot of the stress. That's where we hold the trauma and the wounds, uh, you know, things that we've gone through. So sometimes when you're feeling those tensions, you can ask yourself, okay, what's happening right now? But, you know, um, but, yeah, basically, you know, so validating whatever you're feeling, allowing it to be and, and not judging it and not giving it shame or not feeling guilty. When you take away guilt, shame, and judgment and fear, you're, you're free to be. And that's something that we have not been given a lot in our lives is just that freedom and that space to just be in whatever way, shape, or form we are coming, whatever way we're showing up, just being, just having that validated. And that's why I feel like vent work is very uh, empowering for me because it allows me to release the things that are, that I'm going through to, uh, you know, assess them and just really, that's just releasing that energy. You know what I'm saying? So ask people, are they a lot, don't just emotionally dump on them, but just, you know, asking someone, are you able to hold space for me? Are you able to give, are you at a state where you can give me advice right now? And if they say no, respect it. Go to someone else or go within yourself or, or look at a guide to meditation or listen to some gospel music or listen to some inspirational music. Whatever music calms you and allows you to release that emotion, whatever music, sometimes even watching a TV show that's sentimental like can, can help you release energies. There's no right or wrong way to do whatever you have to do. Yoga, meditation, um, stretching. Um, people find emotional release and energetic release in all types of ways. So just being aware of that, you know, and, and, and being attentive to your physical body. If you have some kind of physical pain, it may be as simple as, I've been holding my pee for an hour. That's irritating me. Or I... I um. I'm in pain or I have a cramps or I'm on my period or, uh, you know, um, what else? I'm hungry, you know, like basic necessities. I'm thirsty. I'm dehydrated. I haven't had a lot of water today. Like basic necessities, you know, even try maybe something like there's something called ashwagandha root or herb and um, 
magnesium, those supplements are really good for calming the nervous system. Look into those. I put drops of the ashwagandha. I just sorted those about three days ago into my water. Um, I mean, into my multivitamin. I have a liquid multivitamin, and I and I put that in my probiotic. I have a liquid probiotic. So just getting. Um, on your nutritional level, I'm always saying health should be a proactive thing, not something you do when it's too late. So being mindful of that um, physical health and your, you know, like I said, it's an interconnectivity. It all goes together. It can't be one-sided. It's a holistic wellness. Spiritual growth is not just about the spiritual uh, um, connectivity. To me, it's intertwined. Spirituality can't exist without holistic wellness. Like, it's not... That's not, um, to me, that's, it doesn't work like that to me, basically. So, and, you know, asking yourself, how are you neglecting yourself? How are you, uh, are you sabotaging um, anything? Are you giving yourself the self-love and self-care that you need? Um, are you listening to your inner world? What, what, what is it telling you that you need to do? And sometimes you can't get these answers. So, what, like I'm saying, is just allow yourself to feel whatever you feel. You don't have to know. You know, surrender and, and, and quiet the ego with, I don't have to know what I'm going through. All I know is what I'm going through is okay. My feelings are valid and they are okay right now. You know, I'm going to get through it. It may be three days you may be feeling like this. But the, the more you allow yourself to feel it, the easier it will become for you to release them. Because when you don't release them and when you don't validate them, when you don't uh, uh, do this, you cannot regulate them. You cannot manage them. They, they, it becomes uncontrollable, unconscious, out of your hands. So you have to continue to stay in the driver's seat by allowing yourself to have space to be. If you can't get that space from anyone else, you have to do that within yourself. If your environment does not give that to you, you have to cultivate that on your own. You have to take that action and create that environment for yourself. Be consistent. Be diligent. But, yeah, I want to, you know, I just really want to put that because I feel like in our community, we, with this Masa mentality, we become henchmans for the agenda of, you know, suppressing the black spirit. To uplift the black spirit, it's about letting each other be, letting each other grow and evolve and change and giving them that space and holding that space and not holding them to a standard of our own personal biases. If a person is not hood enough for us, okay, now they, now they lame, now they weak. If a person is very sentimental, if a person listening to, you know, this kind of music or if a person wants to practice different modalities, they want to do Reiki, they want to do yoga, they want to do um, Buddhist practice, now something's off about them. Now they're a sellout, now they're not really fully black. All of these ignorances we have because it's something unfamiliar. Like I always say, just because something is unfamiliar to you does not mean it's wrong does not mean it's bad. We have to stop demonizing um, things and practices that are different from ours because that makes a person, we, we can sometimes internalize that. We are all healing. We're all on fragile foundation, and we need to uplift each other, not bring each other down. Oh, yeah, and also um, my goal is to constantly, you know, be vulnerable and, and have that bravery to express my my journey with you so that we can further destigmatize um the the idea of having a mental health issue and being black you know what i'm saying like i feel like in the black community there is a lot there's a 
we hold ourselves to a higher standard for some reason, despite all the trials and, and tribulations that we go through. It's like we, 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 there's this misconception that we're just invincible and that we can handle every single thing. And that is very, um, that's destructive. That's very, um, how can I say, it's unrealistic for one. It's great that we can harness our, our power, you know, our resilience, but it's not, it's counterproductive because then we don't allow us any time that we're outside of this invincible uh, ideology or, or image, now we're weak. Now we're automatically a failure. And, th and that internalization is not healthy. It only adds on to the mental health issue. It creates this constant, you, you, you kind of start to dissociate and you, and you may deflect and, and, never, and stop focusing on the work that you need to do within yourself anytime you feel like you're not at that uh, optimal point. When there's optimal to me, it doesn't mean looking perfect or everything is in order. Optimal to me is allowing yourself to be wherever you, wherever you are and knowing that you will eventually get to where you want to be. You know, you, you, there, you know that there's room for improvement. You know what I'm saying? So mental health is real. You know, I know we like to, and you know, in our community, like to feel like we're embarrassed or ashamed, even though it's like, it just don't make sense to me. Out of all the people, the race that has been so, um, you know, we, we, have, we, we have so many issues with abandonment, oppression, and all this stuff, and we give ourselves the least bit of slack. Like, if anybody has mental illnesses or are going through stuff, it's like, it's us. Like, I'm sorry. Like, why, why can't we deal with it? We're not dealing with it because we keep wanting to avoid it and say that we don't have it because we feel like um, it's, you know, it's, it's not realistic. Or, no, no, we ain't, got, we ain't got all that stuff. You know, but it's kind of like maybe some of us do, and that's okay. But, you know, like I said, depression, I, I know it's, it's sometimes it may be um, uh, genetic or DNA or whatever, but sometimes I, I like to, I just treat it as a mood. Because I, I like to, like I said, these are energies. Every day we're going through something. So it's just about getting through those moments, getting through that wave of that emotion, allowing yourself to feel it. It's not about necessarily identifying with it or diagnosing yourself with it, but just saying, I'm feeling. You don't have to say, I am, because those words are powerful. Don't say, I am this, or I'm mad, or I'm this. I'm feeling. I'm conquering be, be mindful of your words. Words carry power. I'm conquering my depression. I'm conquering this emotion right now. I'm, I feel sad right now and it's okay. You know, and these are things that are showing progression that are showing the, or giving, or giving it, um, yourself the space to progress, to change, to evolve, to shift the alchemy, the transformation, allowing yourself, giving yourself that space to do these things holistically. So, yeah. Um, as always, guys, someone who cares, a spiritual activist, peace, love, light, and healing energies. Be open to receiving them. I love you guys. Peace out. Keep God first. So my reflection on how we were created. Think of Father God as like a big beam of light. And, you know, you hear in a biblical text, like, let there be light. I envision like a big explosion, kind of like the Big Bang Theory. And light seeds just you know, scatter everywhere. And so the source was God initially, the initial source of light, of energy, and all those particles, you know, spread out into little teeny, teeny, teeny lights everywhere. 
and they implanted in the earth mother earth which is you can kind of consider the womb and if you look at like a, a ankh or like the um symbol of you know um male or whatever like the the fertility kind of symbol is like the circle with the line and arrow sticking out of it the line and arrow is like the semen and the circle indicates the womb the circular thing so the earth is like the rounded womb which the sperm in a sense of light seeds were implanted into the earth's womb and we all manifested as humans with these internal lights within us because at the end of the day when a plant grows it's still at the foundation or the roots is the seed so as we grow and manifest into a human form we still are at the core and at the roots this light and the thing is when you think of source as light and people who are in darkness those are the people who are maybe scattered away further from this source energy so the further away you get from god the further away you the darker you you become the more shadowed you become the more disconnected you become so you you are perceived as dark or evil but the thing is everyone has light within them so the only thing to 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 kill a shadow is to bring light into it correct all you have to do is get closer to god and connect more with god and reconnect more with god then you will have more light. That's why people say when they, they were like, I found God, you know? They're saved, they're changed because they see life from a different perspective. They see it from without this, um, these shades or this dark filter that makes life seem so dense and dark and depressing, as well as themselves. Because remember, the way you see the world is through the lenses of your own inner turmoil. So you have to take the shadow away from yourself to take the shadow away from your reality or from the world as you see it. But yeah, this is just my little reflection. I've I've thought about this years ago, but I've just decided to like kind of put an audio to it just to kind of get it out there.